Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey team, thanks for hopping on. Sorry, that's my dog Melvin barking at the mailman. You can't hear anything? That's because my Acer Swift Go 14 has Acer Purified Voice, which suppresses background noise. Here, I'll tell you what he's saying. Unlock AI on the go with the Swift Go 14, featuring an Intel Core Ultra 9 processor. Visit Acer.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time for the second episode, and let's see if I can get this name right for uh, for a change here, of Beck in Black. I think I nailed it that time. So thank you for tuning in. I, have, uh, of course, am Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Uh, my name is Michael Beck, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Uh, I, in this case, the hoser, you the trader, as uh, Dave Schofield uh, has already coined us. Uh, how are you doing tonight, Jeffrey? I'm doing good. Doing good. Awesome. Um, right off the top here, we got a we got some breaking news in the NFL that uh, we can touch on a little bit. Um, Everson Griffin signing a deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the term and uh, money has not come through the through the the pipeline yet. But uh, what do you think of that ad, and what does that do to the that uh, NFC East? I mean, I think Dallas was already the best team there. That depth is going to come in handy, though. That's that's big. That's always big if you're just deep on the off defensive line, especially pass rushers. And Everson right. Griffin is, I mean, he's he's one of those guys that he's not just a pass rusher. He's a guy who messes up everything the offense is trying to do. So he's just he's just good. That's a really good ad. Right. And then Pittsburgh, of course, is uh, heading to Dallas um, right after their bye week this year. I believe I want to say it's week nine or ten, some, something like that. Um do you think that could uh, affect the outcome of that game, especially because uh, historically the Steelers haven't been too good in uh, in Dallas? Uh, it could. I mean, he if, especially if they've lost some people. You know, like if if they're if they're when you get some injuries on the line, that kind of that kind of rotation there, that's a big deal. So it could be a big deal. That's one. Of those, that's one of those things you have to wait and see. Wait to wait and see where everyone is. Who knows. Yeah, really. This entire offseason, it's uh, it'd be great to say, oh, this guy's going to kill it. But I, I honestly don't know. I feel like yeah. we'll probably see some contributors we weren't expecting uh, more so than usual. And some big names might uh, might have gotten lazy during quarantine. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. 
Um, uh, other, there's one more thing, uh, big thing going on on our, our website. Um, we got a Juju Smith uh, Schuster jersey, signed jersey, make that giveaway. If you haven't seen already, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram uh, at Behind the Steel Curtain. Um, the numbers are, are going pretty crazy right now. A lot of people excited about it. So if you guys haven't already, um, m- make sure after the show to uh, to uh, jump over to Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Uh, find our account. Make sure to uh, enter that contest, um, a, a free signed jersey. That's uh, that's pretty sweet. And speaking of uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, we are going to get uh, right into the wide receivers of this team tonight. Um, do a little prediction of who we think is going to make the practice squad, who's getting cut, the, uh, the final rankings for um, for this team, uh, that opening day roster, and then uh, a little bit of stats preview. So uh, kicking some names off, I, I think we'll, we'll not so much rapid fire, but I'll throw three names at you right now. Anthony Johnson, Amara Darbo, and Saeed Blacknell. Which of those three is most likely to make the practice squad? And do you think any of those three guys have any shot of making this team? Uh, I l- actually think you could see Amaro Darbo do it. He's my outside chance just because this team has one gunner on their on their special teams from last season. One left. Like they have one player who has done that job in the NFL at a decent level. And that's it. Uh, Amaro Darbo hasn't played a lot, but when he did, that was one of the jobs he played. They have Chase Claypool coming in, but with no preseason, like you, you're not you're not going to get a look at the pre the special teams at all. So I think he is a guy that could make the roster as that we have tape of you doing this in the NFL. We don't have a preseason. We're going to put you on the roster just so we have that. If, if Claypool is like gets in there and it's pretty clear that he looked good in practice, but he doesn't look good in the game, then you've got someone who's done it before. I could, I think he has an outside chance because of that. The other two, I don't, I don't see them making the, the, act, the active roster. So then, in the the practice uh, squad sense, uh, are we seeing any receivers tag along on the, the the expanded practice roster? Yes, I think we're going to see two. I think we're going to okay. see two receivers uh, because one of the good things about it is if you can bring people up for a couple of games, if you have a game where you're like, okay, we need another receiver, you could bring that guy up. Um, I think we can see any kind of names on the practice squad this year if if they think they can slip them through. You could put. You know, a guy who you may not think would be on the practice squad on the practice squad this year. But I'll say that for when you bring those guys up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so m- moving straight into it, how many guys do you think will uh, the Steelers bring at the wide receiver position of week one? Is it five? Is it six? Or how many receivers total are they going to dress? I- I'm leaning to five. I'm leaning Ooh. towards five. They don't have uh, big time depth. At wide receiver, once you get past those starting four, they got the big four. And after that, it, it really is a, a, a drop-off. Whereas you take a position like running back, where the depth isn't that big of a drop-off. But you've got more depth at running back. you got a couple running backs that they can use in the passing game. I think you could see an additional running back and only five wide receivers. I think that's a that's – a, to me, that's my, that's my opinion of where they'll go. Interesting. You know, I'm I'm leaning to a a couple, uh, one more receiver. I I think that they take six, but in the same sense, when I'm thinking about it, I still think they'll take four running backs, which is unusual. And I think they'll take three quarterbacks. Um, Do you think in uh, any sense they could only carry two tight ends? Is that an option at all? I don't, I don't, I don't see that just because Eric Ebron isn't an inline blocker. 
Um, so I think they'll keep Gentry as, as that role. He was actually pretty good as an inline blocker. Uh, he wasn't good at much else, uh, but he was pretty solid there in his rookie season. So coming into his second year, I think you could see him come in as that inline blocker. Vance McDonald is your main tight end and Eric Ebron more as a, a you know, a, a, I don't know what to call it, a swing tight end. He's going to play in the slot. He's going to move around. He's going to do all kinds of crazy stuff. He's going to get snapped. He's going to get targets, but he's not going to be, you know, what he's not going to be playing what Heath Miller played. Right. And really the, there's going to be some sort of position. I think that will be surprised that will take uh, a little bit fewer just because it seems like there's some spots. It might take more guys than they traditionally do. I, I do think it's definitely possible. The Steelers take five. Um, I'm leaning towards six, but uh, you, you did mention five, that number five. Um, who's getting cut? Because we already touched on those first three. There's there's going to be t- probably two guys fighting for that fifth and sixth slot. Who's number five and who's getting cut and left off the team at number six? I think you see Deion Kane make it. Um, and I think Ryan Switzer gets cut. And I think Ryan Switzer's on the practice squad. They have a limited number of spaces where it doesn't matter if they're a veteran or not. I think they pay him a bigger salary to stay on that practice squad. That way he's on the team. He's around. Ben can throw to him in practice all he wants. You know, going to – you know, and if they need him, they he's right there. They can call him up. If Deontay Johnson's struggling with punts, they can just call Ryan Switzer up from the practice squad have him return punts, have him get in the passing game a bit, and then put him back down or bring him up however they want to do it. I think him or Deion Kane. Those are my two that I think I think one of them makes the squad and one of them one of them makes the roster, one of them makes the practice squad. And I'm leaning towards Deion Kane making the roster and uh Ryan Switzer on the practice squad. Interesting. Now let's just say in this world Ryan Switzer does in fact make this team. What kind of stat? What kind of stats is he going to be potentially putting up? Probably another 100, 150 passing yards, like receiving yards. I mean, receiving yeah yards. Uh, maybe maybe some rushing yards. Like, I I don't know how. I honestly don't know how you keep him on the roster. Yeah, like, well, I just don't you- get that. Yeah, you, you know, when you look at his 2018, though, I believe he was just over 300 receiving yards. Uh, he was involved a lot in the, the rushing game, kind of those flip passes, and mm-hmm. uh, he, he was used kind of creatively. Was that just a fluke? Is that not – I think that's kind of what Steelers fans that believe he make the team kind of get caught up on was that he did do some stuff in 2018 before falling off last year. Is, is that kind of something that we shouldn't be expecting from uh, Ryan Switzer? Well, I think, I think if you look at 2018 – when he was doing that, uh, it reminds me of Eli Rogers in 2016 when there was no one else, and Eli Rogers took over the slot and actually did really well. Ryan Switzer was in that role because they didn't really have anybody. There was there was not a lot of the people at wide receiver, and James Washington was doing nothing. So they were using Ryan Switzer a lot in the slot. Uh, so I, I could see him, especially with how Canada does things, if you have a receiver who's running little shovel passes, who has to do like – you know, you have to learn five different roles, and Ben's got to be comfortable with you in all of those. Ryan Switzer could be that guy. Uh, that's the kind of role I think he could have. So you could have some rushing yards, but mostly I'm going like 150, 200 passing yards are receiving. Sorry, I keep doing that. that no, totally fair, because uh, I think I wrote it the same way in my notes. I, I, I said if Ryan Switzer makes his team, I think he still gets his targets, um, but I, I think they probably smarten up 
because he's not someone you, you throw the ball to behind the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I'm saying if Switzer makes his team, he'll be right in the neighborhood of 200 receiving yards. If someone's playing 16 games at wide receiver, I feel like that's kind of the minimum. Uh, Switzer, yeah. I believe, only played nine games last year. So if he were to play in, in a full 16 with better quarterback play and even easier uh, matchups when it comes to the guys he's lining up against, I think Switzer's probably right around that 200 receiving yard mark and possibly a touchdown. Um, but not too much more than that. Now, the next guy that you named, uh, the, um, your number five, the guy making the team was Deion Kane. Um, is is he someone uh, like we saw some bright spots out of Deion Kane last year? He was able to stretch the field a little bit when it seemed like no one else could. Um, do you think that could be his niche? Um, or is he someone that could be a, an every down type of wide receiver? Well, for him to make it, first off, he's going to have to play special teams. He's going to have to. Um, and then the second thing is he would be your fifth receiver slash backup deep threat. Like really your, your backup speed run guy, just send him off. He'd be Johnny Holton. You know, he'd be filling that role where you just, your job on a passing route is just go, just run out there, create space for the guys that we're actually going to throw to. And if the other team is like, yeah, you know, we're not actually going to cover this guy, then Ben will throw you the ball and we'll hope you catch it. You throw that name out there. I know he's not on the roster, but uh, I want to ask you about Johnny Holton because he seemed to get so many chances last year, uh, and I honestly don't really understand why. Of course, of course, you got the great film breakdown and uh, always got some amazing articles on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. D- did you see something out of Johnny Holton's game that made you say, okay, like there is something here, you just can't catch the ball, or was that just – that was just necessity? Uh, he was – I mean, he's Darius Hayward Bay. Hmm. He's essentially Darius Hayward Bay. He was the best gunner I have seen in a very, very long time on this team. I was surprised they didn't bring him back simply for that reason. There, he was lights out. He was an incredible gunner. Um, he brought a lot of value on that. And if you're that good on special teams, like a Tyler Matakevich, you're going to make the roster. And if you're on the active roster, they have you there and they need a wide receiver, they're calling your name. Just like we saw Tyler Matakevich get snaps in the football game because he was there for he was there for special teams, and you may have to go into the game, and he did. He played a couple of games. Um, Johnny Holton, I think, was the same way, and we had wide receivers go down. He had more time with the quarterbacks, more time on the active roster than other guys, so he kept getting chances. Right now. Tony Defio, uh, one of uh, the contributors uh, to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and you can catch his shows, uh, Steelers Brunch with Tony, I believe, Saturday mornings. Um, he does ask, uh, you talked about the lone gunner on this team. Um, I, I think I think I have an idea who that is, but can you uh, can you, can you you tell uh, tell us who that lone gunner uh, is the guy on the team currently? Well, there were three gunners we used last year. Uh, Johnny Holton, obviously, because I brought him up. Artie Burns was a guy we used in, as a gunner, and the other was Justin Lane. And so Justin Lane, is, mo- is he's the only one that's returning. So he is it. He's the lone, called the lone gunman for all that. <laughs> hmm. I, I'm sure there's a copyright infringement in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now when it comes to gunners, I know we're talking about wide receiver, but it is something that's kind of asked upon. What's kind of most likely um, that guy on that on that punt team unit who's uh, outside of uh, not just Justin Lane who's lining up on the other side? What what's kind of your uh, your betting odds favorite right now? Uh, Chase Claypool, he's done it. Um, 
I don't think any of our defensive backs have done that. There's an outside chance you could see them try someone like an Antoine Brooks, but I don't think he's fast enough. I, I don't – It's it's. I, I think it's really Chase Claypool or another wide receiver. That's right. that's really all that's that's out there, uh, which is why I think Amaro Darbo has a chance. Like he honestly has a chance because we we don't have other people on this roster who have even been gunners in the NFL. They just they haven't done that job. He's done it. You could see him make it. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what? You, you could you could see uh, some interesting things there at that spot, and probably uh, a name we weren't prepared for, but. Um, Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast director at Behind the Steel Curtain, jumps in the comments here and says, that show's been canceled. Don't tell Tony. Um, Tony, I, I hate to break it to you, but um, your severance package is in the mail. Um, just kidding. We love you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and we will continue along with our, uh, with our breakdown of the wide receiver position. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey team, thanks for hopping on. Sorry, that's my dog Melvin barking at the mailman. You can't hear anything? That's because my Acer Swift Go 14 has Acer Purified Voice, which suppresses background noise. Here, I'll tell you what he's saying. <coughs> Unlock AI on the go with the Swift Go 14, featuring an Intel Core Ultra 9 processor. Visit Acer.com to learn more. You mentioned Chase Claypool. Um, the next receiver I want to get into is the one that um, you predict will have kind of the fourth best stats on this team. Um, I suppose it could be Mr. Claypool, but uh, it could definitely be another name. Who are you leaning uh, towards on uh, that, the the final four here, kind of being that that fourth receiver when it comes to yardage and receptions and whatnot? I'm going to go James Washington. Hmm. Okay. James Washington put up really good numbers when Juju Smith-Schuster was out and he was playing Juju Smith-Schuster's role. When Juju came back, his stats went away. Uh, and really, if you look at the the games after Buffalo, the last two games of the season, Juju Smith-Schuster comes back. Devlin Hodges and Juju Smith-Schuster can't get a catch. They cannot complete a catch between the two of them. Devlin Hodges couldn't get the ball to him. And when he did, Juju dropped it. It was like, it was weird. It was just, they couldn't get it going. And they moved James Washington out of Juju's role where he was doing really well with Devlin Hodges in order to put Juju Smith-Schuster back there. James Washington disappeared. Juju Smith-Schuster couldn't get anything going. And all you had left was Deontay Johnson. So I really think you're going to see James Washington with Juju Smith-Schuster back kind of disappear a little bit again. Not fully because he's he's developing. You know, He's learned a lot and he's shown what he can do. But I think he isn't as good in that you know, that outside of the slot role when they put him outside and they got Juju in the slot, James Washington isn't getting a lot of targets there. Those are going to be mostly going to Juju or the other side to Deontay. I think, I think James Washington ends up uh, fourth on the team because of the guy that I think is right above him, which is Chase Claypool. 
I think he's gonna he's gonna push targets away from James Washington to himself. I think their targets are gonna go that route. Right now, speaking of, speaking of those targets, what do you think we can expect from James Washington from a complete uh, stats base? Um, I'm going with around 500 yards. Ooh, it has okay. been a long time since the Steelers have had four receivers get 500 yards, but they've done it. They've done it before, and I think we could see that again. I think we have that kind of depth that you could see James Washington uh, between four or five, depending on injuries and other things. If everyone's healthy, I'm going I'm going around 500 yards and probably about three touchdowns. He's not a big touchdown guy, but he, he'll get some. Yeah, you, in my little breakdown that I quickly put together here, uh, I, I was pulling some stats from my uh, my A to Z breakdown. If uh, you guys in the live chat or listening, wherever you're listening to, uh, um, haven't already checked it out. Uh, I've been going through the entire roster, one through uh, or A through Z, uh, Z uh, for my American listeners. Sorry, I'm Canadian, but um, it, uh, it it's been a little bit interesting going through the breakdown and trying to come up with some of these stats. We haven't quite hit James Washington yet, but um, I, I think he, I think I agree with you that he'll be the fourth wide receiver. And it's kind of interesting to see um, how he has kind of fluctuated throughout the years already, and he's only entering year three. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, it, it, it's a real big year for him, I, I think. Um, and do, do I think he'd get cut next year? No, because all that salary cap um, uncertainty. But um, if, if he can't start producing at a higher level, we could be trending towards uh, some sort of a split between James Washington and the Steelers. With that said, moving into our third wide receiver, um, statistically based on this countdown, I'm guessing you got one Mr. Chase Claypool. I do, Chase and Claypool. Now, what uh, what do you th- can what can Steelers fans realistically expect from a rookie that hasn't had rookie camp, mini camp, OTAs? He's he's being seriously thrown in the fire, not, not even having preseason games at this point. Yeah, uh, I think looking at his college film, looking at what he can bring, if you assume he doesn't improve from that. I think you're seeing a player who could bring you something like what Sammy Coates did. Um, the, they, they get him like two or three routes. They say, you're going to run a deep post. You're going to run a fly route and you're going to run like a hitch, you know, or maybe we'll, and, and we'll do some wide receiver screens with you, but we're going to keep it where you really are kind of that one trick pony, you know, kind of that kind of role. We're going to send you out there just to run deep because if the other team doesn't respect his speed and his size, Ben Roethlisberger is going to hit those passes, just like he did with a guy like Sammy Coates, who Sammy Coates had time. Sammy Coates had time in the end, but he always just wasn't very good. But if he was there, Ben's putting the ball right on him, and if he can catch that, it's a big play. I think you're going to see the same kind of thing with Chase. He has a much better route tree. He is a really good receiver, but we're talking about the time. We're talking about timing. Uh, that's the big thing with quarterbacks and receivers is, is Ben's got to know how you run your route and you have to know how Ben wants you to run that route and you've got to get on the same page and then you've got to get used to running that route the way Ben wants you to run that route against NFL competition. It's just, that takes time and he's got none. Yeah, he really doesn't. And I recently wrote a, a story for uh, BTSC popped up the other day about Steelers fans tempering expectations towards uh, our rookies. And Mark Tobin says he expects results. 
is this mindset fair to like this is no shot at you mark but like is this fair to put pressure on the rookies this year or is or, or do you think we should seriously take a step back and say hey if this guy gets his five receptions whatever this year basically feels like a write-off anyway um should we expect anything from chase or or are we putting unnecessarily uh, unnecessary expectations on him i think you're gonna see a really slow start i think he's gonna start very slow Unless, unless uh, he can go up and catch a few deep balls, because that's that's the thing. This is the big caveat with Chase Claypool. If you're tall and you're fast, Ben Roethlisberger's gonna find you. He's gonna find that. But that ball is gonna. He's just gonna see you there and be like, "Ooh, you know, I've got, I got, I got someone here at six yards I could hit." But there's there's that there's that guy deep, you know, and that's Ben. That's Ben. He is so good at those deep balls. If he's running deep and he's getting open at all, or even if he has good position and Ben trusts him to make a catch, he makes a few catches. It could go like Juju Smith-Schuster did, where where the first couple, the first game Ben barely threw to him. Second game, you see him getting targets, but he, he the, the connection's not right there. And then he makes a few catches, and Ben starts throwing in the ball, and then you get that ninety-seven yard touchdown in Detroit, and it's it's over. Like he he's set. He's he's you know he's a made man at that point in Ben's treating him like everyone else, and he's getting yards. If we see Chase Claypool catch a 40-yard, 50-yard pass and take it to the house, all bets are off. At that point, like Ben's going to be like, all right, you're in. You're in the rotation. I'm throwing you the ball. You know what? That I feel like that's really what it takes. Do you think the ceiling for Chase here, before we move on to our top two, do you think his ceiling is DK Metcalf, what he did last year? Obviously, they both are uh, have great size and great athletic ability. Is, is that a, a comparison we can make, or what kind of stats can we expect from Chase? I th- I think he could do that. It's, it's, it would take a lot. Like You would have to probably see – James Washington or Juju, someone go down so that Chase is forced into a bigger role because he's got to share snaps. He's going to be sharing snaps with those other guys. He's going to be sharing time. I'm hoping the Steelers have leads so they're not just chucking the ball around late. He would have to really step into a role kind of like Deontay Johnson did, where Deontay Johnson was kind of forced into being a starter. If that happened, I could see him pulling off those numbers. Or if he just, you know, game two catches a 70 yard you know catches a 40 yard pass takes it to the house game three does something takes a big 50 yard catch you could see that because you you could see a Mike Wallace type season which I think I actually think Martavis Bryant Mike Wallace is a better kind of thing than DK Metcalf Um, I think that's a better fit for how Ben uses people Mm. but we could see that kind of ceiling I don't think he actually gets there though I don't think he gets that big so what kind of numbers can we uh, can we realistically see? I think Chase is going to be good. I think Ben's going to start using him. I'm expecting around 600 to 650 yards and four touchdowns. Nice. You, you know, I, I've got a little bit more. Um, and you, I, I'm, I left the numbers that I uh, put in from the draft when I was kind of expecting a little bit more of an offseason. Back then, I kind of took the averages from Juju and a whole bunch of other Steelers receivers, their rookie years, combined it with Calvin Johnson. I know that's not a fair comparison, except he also, uh, size-wise, everything's similar. Mm -hmm. And Calvin Johnson still didn't have a great rookie season by any means. I I, kind of factored in a a few names together. And I had him at around 825 yards back then, expecting kind of a more regular offseason to uh, 
continue on past past that. Um, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. But uh, I, I'm really I'm I'm leaning towards what you're thinking with that 650 yards. Um, I, I am saying one more touchdown though at five. He's just. He's just so big. I think either yeah. him or Eric Ebron. I, I, I line them up on the same side of the field there, and just uh, just say, "Hey, pick, pick," and yeah. the other one's gonna score. Run and, a fade uh, in the post. Just let, oh, the, exactly. let the safety cry. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure a few of them are just gonna throw their hands up. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our top two. Um, my name at number two is Deontay Johnson. Do you have a similar name, or are we seeing a new leading receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh no, it's it's number two is going to be Deontay. Okay, and uh, what uh, what can we expect from someone that's that's been getting a, a bit of uh, a bit of shade thrown on him? No one's talking about him when it comes to second year wide receivers. Of course, DK uh, Brown in Tennessee. Uh, Debo Samuel, all, all these names are getting thrown out well before Deontay. He's not even being included on the list. Is he someone that is is being slept on? Is he going to break out? Is he a thousand yard receiver that uh, is just going to uh, maybe shut up some of that national media that doesn't really understand what's going on with him? I think as much as Deontay Johnson is being ignored uh, by the national media, I think he's actually getting overrated a bit in Pittsburgh Steelers circles. It's one of those things where Ooh. the people are looking at him saying, you're overrating, you're underrating him or pushing him a little too high, thinking he's going to explode like an Antonio Brown. Mm. Deontay is an Antonio Brown. There's going to, there's PSA public service announcement for everyone. <laughs> Don, Deontay Johnson is not Antonio Brown. He's not going to be, you got to set more realistic expectations than that. He is ahead of Antonio Brown where Antonio Brown was at that time, but he's got a lot of things where he, I don't think he has that ceiling. I don't think he has that ceiling. Um, but I think he's a thousand yard receiver. I don't think he's a big time red zone threat, but I still, I still see him getting five or six touchdowns. I still see him getting that. I see him breaking a few and I see him, him making a few moves He's going to be that X receiver. He's going to get those targets. He's going to get a thousand yards. All right. And you, I agree with that. Um, one, uh, one kind of sub question I have in this because of kind of the Matt Canada offense, the use of motion, what is Deontay going to factor into the rushing game? Because we saw some flashes from him running those jet sweeps a year ago. I think if they're going to utilize any receiver in that rushing game, it's going to be him. Um, is, is that kind of the X factor when it comes to him? Yeah, I think it is. I actually, thought of that when I was making my yardage. I, th I think you could see 100, 150 yards uh, in that, but I think they're going to be those little tap passes. So I think they're going to go into his receiving yards. Um, he's he's dangerous coming fast. When he's coming fast like that and he can stop on a dime, he can kind of change direction and make cuts. He he can make it. He's he's going to get some yards there. Um, I think that's that's part of his offense. I think that's kind of kind of where we get a little bit of – get more numbers from him. But not not a ton, not not a whole ton that way. Right. Uh, there there was an interesting stat that came out that I, I believe it put Deontay Johnson as like the number two receiver last year in uh, separation yards. Um, and I think with that, his ability to separate and Ben's ability to throw the ball and throw receivers open. Um, in my kind of breakdown here, I, I see him improving upon his rookie stats. Um, and I, I'm seeing him break that thousand yard, uh, uh, that threshold, and I'm seeing a little bit more than that too. 
I'm thinking 1,150 yards is fairly reasonable um, just because of all the weapons that the Steelers kind of have around and what kind of matchups Deontay is going to be facing. So I, I might be a little bit higher on him than you. I, I don't know if he's a Pro Bowl wide receiver necessarily, but I think he's going to take that next step. And if he does put up those numbers, I think it kind of softens a blow of a potential loss in Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, I, th- I think what you're going to see is not that he's not good enough to get more yards. I, I think you're going to see things like Ebron and McDonald. You're you're eating at least 1,000 yards there. That's at least 1,000 between the two of them. James Conner is going to get 300 yards receiving. Jalen Samuel is going to get two anywhere between two and 400 yards receiving. He gets a lot of receiving yards. You've got a lot of guys that are that are in that pot. You've got a lot of balls going around, and Ben uses a lot of people. It's going to be hard in this offense, especially in Randy Feekner's offense, which isn't like Todd Haley. Todd Haley ran routes for A.B. all day. It was like, mm-hmm. A.B. is going to get the ball on this play. This is how we're going to get him open. And then you just throw the ball to A.B. That's not Randy Feekner. That's not how Ben likes to run it. The ball is going to get thrown around more. I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster or Deontay Johnson – get really big numbers. I don't think we see the Antonio Brown or even like the 2018 Juju numbers. I don't think we see that this year from anyone. Yeah. And I wouldn't be too shocked by that either. Um, But uh, I think we should quickly move along to our uh, top receiver here before we get into the corner talk. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster. There are so many things we could say about him, but I think just off the top here, most importantly, is this his swan song? Is this his his see you later, Steeler, Steeler fans? Sayonara. I uh, I just put up some ridiculous numbers, and now I'm getting paid, and I'm gonna go back to Cali and and live uh, live my uh, my West Coast lifestyle again. W- what are you thinking here with Juju? I I, I may tip my hand earlier when I talked about James Washington. James Washington produced in that role when he was playing Juju Smith-Schuster's role. He produced. I think the Steelers try to sign Juju Smith-Schuster, um, but they, they're not going to bid the house on him. They're not going to go crazy for it. And I think we see – I don't think they franchise tag him. I think, you, I think you see Juju Smith-Schuster leave. I think you see James Washington roll into that spot, especially if Chase Claypool has a really good season and they're high on him. Because then you've got Chase Claypool outside, James Washington in that you know possession slot role they like, and, and Deontay Johnson at the X. That would be a really good trio if they can, you know, if, if James Washington is a legitimate, you know, seven to 800, 900 yard kind of receiver with Ben and Chase Claypool is a legit outside deep threat. Like that's, that's a great trio. And again, you're still on rookie deals. That'd be cheap. Yeah. And, and that's kind of been their philosophy as uh, as of late, just circling through those receivers on those rookie deals with Juju. Um, you mentioned that his stats won't be 2018 Smith Schuster. So what uh, what are you calling for here? I'm seeing around 1,200 yards, uh, five or six touchdowns. Like it's it's crazy that in Pittsburgh that would be like really that's all he's going to get. That's your number one receiver, 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. Well, yeah, that's you know that's Julio Jones numbers. That's that's AJ Green numbers. That's big time number one receiver numbers. It's just not Antonio Brown numbers. And 2018, we were in shootouts. Like Ben was throwing just to keep us alive. You know, that's that's a totally different system. I expect we're not throwing as much this year. I'm hoping we have leads. I'm hoping we're running the ball late. 
I, I want fewer possessions, more leads, more wins, less passing yards. I think that's where we go. And I think you see Juju Smith-Schuster around 1,200. I think you see him make a Pro Bowl. Um, and he's, he's going to be really good. He is really good. Uh, they're going to put him back in his role where he's at his best. And Ben's going to actually use him. Yeah, you know what, and I I feel like I'm going to agree with you on that again. And with Juju Smith-Schuster, make sure we are giving away a signed Juju Smith-Schuster jersey courtesy of our friends from Total Sports Enterprises. If I can get those words out, I don't know, just just struggling. Just struggling. No, seriously, if you think I'm wrong and you think Juju's staying around, go sign up, enter the contest, win yourself a signed Juju Smith-Schuster jersey, and you can show me I'm wrong. (laughs) Exactly. You can wear it. You can put it on your wall and be like, what's up, Jeffrey Benedict? Juju's on the team. You know what? Whenever I – or when we pick that winner Friday night, I'm going to specifically tell them if uh, Juju (laughs) re-signs, he's got to send you that picture. So uh, we we will uh, make sure that happens. But um, coming up up in part two here, we're going to transition to the the flip side of the ball um, and that cornerback spot. Um, and if you're listening on to our uh, podcast platform, make sure to uh, download and listen to part number two.